3: Live. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. We crown you, Lord. We crown you. Good evening. Good evening, and welcome to Family of Faith Worship Center Bible Study. And we're gonna just worship a little bit to give the people time to get into our call-in number. Uh, we are also on Facebook Live. Periscope. If you want to call in to talk to so you can participate, the number is 724 444 7444. Caller ID number is 74332. If you want to chat with us online, it's talk2.com. And caller ID in the browser box, pull up our page, is 74332.
3: Thank
0: you. Come on, just worship him a little bit. Just worship him so we can lose some of those things from today. I know today was a good day for you. was a sad day. I know you did a lot of running around and hustling and bustling. We and might still be doing that right now. And so just kind of let's relax a little bit and take some of the day's atmosphere off of us. So let's get into the presence of the Lord before the Bible He is coming forth. We're trying to sound him. We want to crown him because he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the great I Am, and there is none like him. There is none like him. Lord. Come on, worship him. Worship him.
3: You man. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, just relax a little
0: bit. You relax in the the presence of the Lord tonight. Relax in the presence of He said, rest in me, for I am your help.
3: Ah. to your
0: mind on him.
3: Set your mind on him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for another day.
0: Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes,
3: Lord. Yes, Lord, you're welcome, you're welcome. Calling on
0: him tonight so that he can show us great and mighty things. Things that we know not of. Put on the spirit tonight. God, I ask you to unstop our ears tonight that we'll be able to hear you. Pull the scales off our eyes so that we'll be able to see you, God. Open up our hearts that we can receive your word tonight like never before,
3: God. You are welcome.
0: You are welcome in this atmosphere. You are welcome,
3: Holy
0: Spirit. Come in. Come in
3: like a flood. <laughs> yeah. And have your way. And have your way tonight. Have your way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Just tell him one time. Well-ple. Tell him he's Welcome.
0: One time, one time, tell him. Let him know that he's welcome into your personal church tonight. This is for the body of Christ. This is not just for one local church. The body of Christ, the bride of Christ, we're telling him he's welcome tonight. He's welcome. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. Take every thought, put it down right now. Everything that's on your mind, cast it down to the feet of Jesus tonight and
3: rescue him, and tell him he's welcome. Yes. Yeah. You are welcome.
2: Thank you for your grace and mercy. Oh Lord, you are our
3: helper.
1: indeed, Heavenly Father, we enjoy you being our helper, Heavenly Father. We are living we are living evidence, Heavenly Father, that, that you believe you are our helper in time of need. Every one of us has a story to tell that you have helped at one time or another.
3: Heavenly Father, but nothing
1: supersedes knowing that you are God Almighty and that you are in silence in your character, in your actions, and in your ability to say Tonight we say thank you, Heavenly Father, for another opportunity that you have given us to come into your presence,
2: to praise you, to
1: magnify you, to declare your word and to teach you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we are asking for the knowledge and understanding Heavenly Father, come and teach us that tonight. You are the only one that can teach us, and you are the only one that can make us understand. Heavenly Father, and so we depend on you tonight. We invite you, Holy Spirit, Lord. Come and take care of this atmosphere. Come and take care of this medium. Heavenly Father, the implement and the tools
2: The a pleasure when we have the privilege to talk about God's Word. Because we know that the scripture in Proverbs says that the
1: wicked are not entitled even to mention God's Word. Amen? And they cannot even sacrifice to Him. There is nothing they can do to Him. They can do with Him. And so it is a privilege, amen, to come before the saints of God, before the loved ones of God, amen, and talk about his word, and we don't take it lightly. We don't take it lightly at all. And so, welcome, welcome to Family of Faith, Amen, Saturday evening Bible study. I am Pastor Clement, Amen, and I have with me Prophet Bontis.
0: Good evening.
1: Hallelujah. Today, we are going to introduce, we have been talking on the symposium about salvation. And we are talking about the components of salvation or the various, the various words that are used in scripture, amen, that come to mean salvation in whatever dispensation that they have used them. Today we are going to introduce the word redeemer, amen, redeemer, and we are going to talk about redeemer and its, what it means, amen, what it entails to be a redeemer, amen, and the functions of the redeemer. We are going to use the scriptures in the Old Testament for today, and next week, by God's grace, we will show how Jesus Christ fulfilled all these that we are going to talk about today in the Old Testament. It is an awesome thing. It is an awesome thing, Amen, to know that one has a Redeemer. Redeemer for Redeemer for the uh, for the common sense means freedom. Your Redeemer means that you have been freed. That is what it means. It so means salvation. Also means freedom. It means deliverance. Amen. We are going to talk about. You know, you can use these words interchangeably. Amen. With the minor differences or specifics in them, why scripture have used them in certain places and use the other in certain places, will become clear by the time we go through this series that you are going to hear. So, you are praying for us. Amen. As we come, Amen. Talking about God's word because. We are not uh, capable of interpreting the scriptures. The Holy Spirit is the one that wrote it, and He is the one that we can interpret them. Amen. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever been in a situation where nobody around you or nobody that knows you understands what you are going through? Everybody have a piece of advice meant concerning your circumstance, concerning your condition. They even tell you why you are going through what you are going through, Mm. or why you are in the circumstance that you are in. All have their definitions of various things that they come with, and sometimes they will even offer an advice, an advice that they believe will get you out of the situation or ameliorate the situation. But all in all, it is only you that are in the situation that can say best what is going on. Sometimes even you in the situation don't know why you are in the situation. And so you may end up blaming yourself. You may end up blaming circumstances. You may end up quarreling and fighting and being disgusted with life. Because this situation is a situation that you don't understand. It is even worse that you don't understand it more than you want to get out of the situation. Because if you understand it, and if you understand the reasons why you are in the situation, sometimes it might offer temporarily some kind of relief or solace.
2: This was, this, this was the situation with Job. This was the situation with Job. We all know the story of Job.
1: Amen, how Job end up with, ended up with his predicament. Amen, but while he was in his predicament, three friends who have been friends of his father, friends of the family for a long time, decided to come and pay him a visit. And when they paid him the visit and saw his conditions, knowing what they knew, mind you, what they knew and what they said about Job, It's not anything that is out of the norm. As a matter of fact, you can prove that those things they are saying are correct. But it's just that in Job's circumstances, they are wrong. And so when they came and looked at Job, they diagnosed his situation and condition, and then they started talking to him about the situation. In some circumstances, they blamed him. And then they blamed him that according to the scriptures, it is because he has committed sin that he is going through what he is going through, or he has denied God, or he has been angry at somebody, has not done what he is supposed to do, this, that, 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 and the other. By the time they got to chapter nineteen, Jude found himself appealing that he wished that somebody would play this course. He wishes that somebody would play this course in heaven. And on earth. Because he does not understand. But one thing that he could hold on to was that he has somebody that someday will vindicate his cause. Somebody that is this, only this person that will be able to vindicate him, that will be able to prove that he is innocent in this particular cause that he is going through. But mind you this.
3: <laughs> while he
1: is claiming, While he is claiming that he is innocent does not mean that he has not committed offenses in his lifetime or during his ministry or being a father or being a steward of God's business. That is what, not what he is saying. What he is saying is that by virtue of him being a servant or a child of God, he is innocent in any circumstance because there is no human being or no other power or no other spirit that can point a finger at him and accuse him that he is guilty of anything. And so he says that, listen, he says that he needs somebody that is going to plead this case. And he only knows of this one person that is going to plead his case. Mm. Jesus. And that was God. Mm-hmm.
2: In our case, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so when he
1: looked at it, he said that he wishes that his words were written in a tablet of the stamp the metal so that generations... That will come by, will look at his words and see these things and read them. Amen.
2: But he says, since that is not possible, he says, well, Redeemer lives. Redeemer lives. I want us to look at two scriptures in Job. Amen. That
1: will talk about briefly about these circumstances that I have, this story that I have just told. Amen. And then we are going to look at the specifics of this word, Redeemer. What does it mean? And what does the Redeemer do? First one I would like us for us to look at is Job chapter 16, verse 18 through verse 21.
2: I am a racist. Okay, I mean, I actually go on black streams on Twitch and on YouTube and pay five dollars just to say the word nigger. Remember when we used to be able to say nigger and it really didn't matter? So I said nigger. I'm a melting pot of racist man.
3: I'm a nice racist guy. God damn it, man. have <laughs>
0: That's how people are coming on live. And they can they call us in. They can come in and they'll do whatever they feel like they want to. The devil wants to interrupt us. But that's okay because we got to. Amen. Amen.
3: So we're doing Job 16. Job 16, 18 to 21.
0: Job 16, 18 to 21. Oh, earth. Do <laughs> cover my blood. My cry has been made to rest. Even now, my witness is in heaven, and my advocate is on high. My intercessor is my friend, that my eyes pour out tears to God. 21. On behalf of man, with God as a man, for should
1: 19. Because it's only God that will come the end. Amen. The first thing we want to look at today is adventure. We know in the Old Testament that God, who brought the Israelites into their promised land, we made certain provisions for the state that we seven cities, they are going to call the very few cities. And these we are Why And, an, and, and so, an adventure, an adventure is born that adventures their residues, is shedding them because That is an adventure. Uh, numbers chapter 35 and, and 19, the men the kingdom, the the
0: Numbers 35, 19 21. Hallelujah. I've got your Bible. It's are with uh, me or before me, <laughs> 19 21. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. If anyone with knowledge of sword shall another at him intentionally so that he dies, or if in hostility he hit there with his fist, so that he dies, so then a person shall be put to death. That person should be put to death. He is a murderer. The vendor of blood shall put the murderer.
1: That whole chapter, the by the laws of this uh, regime, I Remember, the children that somebody sells the property because they are poor, on they are good to be to them, or they, get, they, they can take up the money and go and pay for the property. But they couldn't do that, the next of you the case we had resources, anything to sell, that they would have to sell themselves in order to become a slave. Amen. They will sell themselves, amen, to a rich family member or to a rich person in the land, and then they be become a slave for that person for a given time. Now, God has given the instruction back in Deuteronomy, amen, back in Deuteronomy, saying that nobody, no, if anyone gets poor and sells himself, himself That they cannot treat them as slaves. The only thing, the worst thing they can do to that person is treat them as a hired servant. Here in this case, now a family member can come and pay for this person in order to release them from this bondage. Amen. Here comes the Lord. Mm -hmm. And here comes the Lord. That is where me and you,
2: amen, have to be grateful Amen. Because Paul says in the book of in the book of
1: uh, in the book of Galatians chapter four, let us go there. We will remain there for the rest of the time. Meanwhile, before I get there, is there any any questions or comments? Amen. Somebody wants to say something? If you have any questions or comments, amen. This is going to be very very interesting. Amen. It's going to be very very interesting because it is an amazing thing. Amen. All this stuff that we have talked about applies to us in that world's salvation. Amen. This is what God has done for us when he freed us or when he came and saved us from all this all these things that we were and brought us into the new kingdom. These are the things that we no longer are and we cannot go back to these things anymore.
2: Praise God. And so, hallelujah, mighty God. Y'all with me?
0: I just want to apologize to our, our Periscope uh, viewers. I just got a text from someone and it's saying that the sound is not coming in. I don't uh, know why, maybe because oh. it's a storm here in uh, Georgia. We are on; They can see our face, but they can't hear the sound. Oh. I apologize to you. If you would like to call in, you can call in to 724 That's 724 4444. 712 724. Oh, I'm sorry. 724 And the caller ID is 74332, or you can come on Facebook Live. Uh, For those that are um, online, or you can come on TalkShoe.com, I'm seeing Reverend Kenneth. I just want to say hello to him and thank him for signing in. Uh, Could you just bear with us for a few minutes? We're trying to make sure everything is working. Thank you. He can hear us. Thank you. (laughs) He can hear us. I thank you. Thank you, uh, Reverend Kenneth, and we welcome you to Family of Faith Workshop Center of Bible Study. I am Prophet Gordon, and this is Pastor Nemo. Uh, We are talking about
1: the Redeemer. The Redeemer. The Word Redeemer. All right. Amen. 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 We are just talking about the Levitical marriage. A man, where if a family member marries someone and dies without a child, this is the case that happens to Ruth. A man, that the family member the next the next in line supposed to marry the wife, and raise up children, and the first son of that of that uh, marriage, a man would take up the name of that person, of that family, so that the name is not lost into antiquity. You can read that in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-five, verse five through. Amen. But the one that is interest, the one that interests me most, amen, that we are all used to, amen, when we talk about this word, King's Man Redeemer or Redeemer, amen, is this particular one that when one is sold into slavery because of abject poverty, amen, and has no resources, amen, to pay for that or has no so no way of getting out of that, a family member, amen, can come, a man who is able to pay in order to rest in order to get that person out of slavery. Amen. Meanwhile God has given the instruction back in Leviticus and Numbers that none of his children, because the Israelites, because the Israelites were his servants, amen, nobody else could buy them as slaves and treat them as such. The worst any person can do to them is to treat them, amen, as a hired hand. Wow. Interesting. We are going to go and talk about root later, but I want to say something, amen, I want to say something before we get to root, the case of root, because this word redeemer also means the continuation of your destiny, amen, and we are going to prove that using root, amen, it means that your destiny, amen, now can continue, amen, and be accomplished because you have been redeemed, and we are going to see that. But here in, in Galatians chapter 4, here is the thing that this is what uh, Paul said. In Galatians chapter 4,
2: he said that a heir, a heir to a throne, while he is a child, is no different.
1: Bear with me. Say it's no different from a slave. Why? Because he is under the guidance and teachers appointed by the father until a given time. And until that time, comes until the child gets of age and gets to that time, the child is no different than a slave. We had defined earlier that, you know, whatever you obey, whatever you, whatever you obey, whatever you serve, you know, you are a slave slave, to that particular thing. And so this particular child, even though he is a heir, does not have, amen, the authority to administer the wealth or the truth until he is of age. And Paul says that that was what the Lord did for us. Amen, the law was, the law, the, the, the Judaizers looked at the law. Amen, as a means of salvation. Amen, but, amen, the scripture according to Paul says that the law, God brought the law in order to introduce us to sin. To know what sin was, law was our guardian, in other words, to remind us, give us parameters on how to live, Amen. Until when faith came, faith was Jesus Christ. And so we were as children at the time and we have the no control. And so when you are outside Jesus Christ, you have no control. That is why Paul wow. said in, that is why Paul said in Romans, Amen, that if, when you are not part of Jesus Christ, we cannot hold you liable to the Lord of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are just apart from that. But once you get salvation. Salvation, when you receive Christ at the onset, yes, you have been saved, but salvation continues in the sense that there are certain things that you have to do in order to maintain that relationship. Amen. When you get of age, the scriptures say that at its appointed time, Jesus Christ came. When Jesus Christ came, he came by a mortal human being, a mortal woman, who was under the law, and so he came under the law, served under the law, and the purpose of that was that so that he could redeem those of us who were under the law. And so that is the part that he played for the Israelites. Now for us the Gentiles, amen, for us the Gentiles, Paul also says that because of the law, the law came so that God will bind every one of us under sin to show us that we have no power over sin. Amen. So that when Jesus Christ came, he could save
2: both Gentiles and Israelites. I wanted to say that because next week we are going to dig into
1: that, and certain things are going to come to light. Now let's go back to the issue. Let's go back to the issue with this buy and back. Amen. We said that redemption is freedom. Freedom in the sense that somebody pays a ransom. Somebody paid your debt. That is all that we have been talking about. All the things that we have mentioned with the scriptures just show that somebody has to pay something in order for you to be free. In other words, you, are, you me and you, we are slaves while we, we are not reconciled back to God. We, we are slaves. A slave is one that does not have will, does not have control. The will of your master is your will. Your life is determined by your master. Amen. <laughs> oh yes. Amen. You have no you have no other way.
2: You have no hope.
1: Master could do anything. You are matter of fact, you are a property. You're not even looked at as a human being. That is the situation that happened with Hagar
2: and Ishmael. I'm going to talk about that. Now let's look at let's look at uh, Let's look at
1: Ruth chapter two. I want just to read verse nineteen and twenty of Ruth chapter two. I want to talk about I want to talk about this, amen. And we probably will close with that at this time. If there are any comments, it seems like we are having problems, especially with those that are on periscope. We are sorry. Um, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I pray that I pray that the lines will open up and we'll hear at least this session, amen. Because this is going to be very good. We know the situation with Ruth situation with Ruth was that she was, she was married. And then Ruth is a Moabiter. Amen. And she was married to an Israelite when a man the mother went to Moab in order to escape from famine at the time that was in Israel. And there the husband to Ruth Elimelech died. And Ruth decided to come back with Ruth decided to come back with a man, her mother-in-law back a man, to Israel. Amen. And, and when she came back to Israel and then after staying for a while, she decided to go and glean in order to find some sustenance for her and her mother-in-law, and she ended up, amen, she ended up with her kids' relative, who is Boaz. Ruth 2,
0: chapter 19, Ruth chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Ruth chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Mm-hmm. Then Ruth told her mother in law about the one at whose place she had been working. Mm-hmm. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, mm-hmm. she said. Mm-hmm. 20. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter in law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. Mm-hmm she added, that man <coughs> is our close relative. Mm-hmm. He is one of our kinsman
2: redeemers.
1: Kinsman redeemer. Mm-hmm. Thank you. became the kinsman redeemer. man. He redeemed, amen, he redeemed uh, Naomi's uh, son's uh, property and in redeeming the property, he married Ruth as well. Amen. When he married Ruth, amen root destiny continued because root now we know root according to Matthew chapter 1 and verse 5 we know that Ruth is now the uh, ancestor one of the ancestors of Jesus Christ through that line Jesus Christ was born and so when she got redeemed when she got redeemed amen her destiny continued now in chapter one of that verse, he said that he said that Boaz was a wealthy man, and I want to tell us, amen. Boaz was a wealthy man who is a kinsman redeemer who performed the kinsman redeemer right, amen for her. And I want us to explain. If you if you can, please read that for us. Boaz, uh Luke chapter two verse one. Now knowing.
0: Chapter two verse one Now yes. Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Abimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz.
1: Yes. A man the King James and the King James and the New King James said that a man, a man of great wealth. That word there, that word there of great wealth, of great standing means a man, it means an outstanding fighter. An outstanding fighter. Mm. That is what that word means. In usage, it collodes somebody who is very powerful and important in society. But a standing fighter is what gets to me. Amen? Because Jesus Christ, amen. according to the scriptures, we know he is our defender. He is our advocate. In the Psalms, you will always hear stories about the Psalms talking about God is my defender, and as such it says for God to raise a banner. Amen. For instance, chapter Psalms chapter 2 and 9, 7 and 9, amen. Psalm 84. In various psalms, you have all this, it talks about God being our defender. Amen. It talks about God being our high tower. It talks about God being our refuge. This is what this is talking about, amen. Your Redeemer is that powerful God. talks about this in Isaiah chapter 42. It talks about the fact, amen, that his hand is outstretched. His hand is not too short that he cannot redeem. He is God, all-powerful and all-knowing. There is nothing that he cannot do. That is who our Redeemer is. And so when we are with Jesus Christ, we can be rest assured
2: that we are safe for salvation. Vindication is the other that we'll talk about,
1: and we will close with that. Amen. And that is in Job chapter 42 and verse 7. Amen. In Job chapter 42 and 7, amen. Here God comes in order to vindicate vindicate Job. Amen. He spoke directly to Eliphaz, amen cavaz, and the other two guys that have been tormenting Job now for over 38 chapters. Amen. telling him where he was wrong and where he was not right (laughs) and what he should do for restitution and this, that, that, that and the other he is wrong, he has stolen somebody's property, he has cheated a married woman, he has done all kinds of things and so that and the worst of it is that because Job does not want to repent
2: and accept his fault, that is why he is in this particular mess excuse me So the Lord showed up in chapter forty-two of Job, called Eliphaz and Timonite
1: and all the rest of them, and told them, "See, you guys lied about me. Y'all didn't talk about me like Job did. I want those of us, those of us that are preachers, those of us that have been called to service, those of us that are astute Christians, those of us that are holy and righteous. I want us to hear this when we inflict judgment." on people who have come to the church in order to receive salvation and to hear the word of God and try to transform their life. Instead of encouraging them, we come up with words that are vindicating, words that will show that they will never be part of us or they have to go through certain rights
2: and certain things in order for them to be part of us. Instead of encouraging them and leading them to the cross. The Lord just said that, listen, you guys lied about me. You didn't say
1: anything good about me like my servant Job did. So now, this is what I want you to do. I need you guys to go and get a lamb, a ram, and go to Job and sacrifice and pray. So that he will pray for you because I will accept it and not you. And after he did that, Job, the Lord indicated Job, gave him, restored everything back for him and forgave the adversaries that accompanied him. Right. Let's take a look at that. Job 42.7. Job 42 and 7.
0: After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Alessiah and Terminite, I am angry with you Mm -hmm. and your two friends Mm -hmm. because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job Mm has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job mm-hmm. and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourself. Mm-hmm. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer mm-hmm. and not deal with you according to your father. Mm-hmm. You have not spoken of me what is
1: right, as my servant servant Job has. Amen. Amen. And so this is what this is all I have for tonight. We thank God for the opportunity. Amen. If there are any questions I understand today we are having some We're having some problems with our equipment, but God is able. There are avenues where you can go and ask questions. But those that are on talk show, if you have questions, amen, we'll take them at this time, or I would ask the prophet if she has something she wants to share with you today, amen. If not, amen, we will go ahead and close. But all in all, we are saying that, amen, the word redeemer, amen, apart from being a relative, that is the original sense of the word, amen, in the Hebrew. Amen. That he's a relative, a kinsman. That is why we say that the scripture talks about it as a kinsman a redeemer. Amen. This, person, this redeemer is an avenger, is an advocate, is a vindicator, is a defender. Amen. All these good things. Amen. A redeemer. And it means that it means, man to free one by reason of paying a debt. Amen. 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 Then next week we are going to. I wish you will come back again next week, and we are going to talk about this word now in the New Testament, and we are going to particularly focus on how Jesus Christ fulfilled all these, all these that we talked about in the Old Testament, and the reason why me and you are supposed to be grateful for what Jesus Christ did, because in the Old Testament, as I always said, the word salvation and deliverance, amen, always mean that man participated, there is the point at which men had to participate in this process of salvation, amen, but in the New Testament, amen, it is God that actually did it all for us. In other words, what it means that the particular stand that we had in the Old Testament just simply continue. That is why the word deliverance is used in the Old Testament, and the word salvation is used in the New. It is used in the sense that you have already been saved, and you continue from that point, and that is why we hear the word adoption. Come back again next week, and we are going to talk some more. It is interesting. I am very, very grateful. Amen for your participation. This is uh, There are some people on the line. If you, I got uh,
0: texting from uh, Reverend Kenneth, he says, "Thank you for sharing what I caught tonight, <laughs> Reverend Kenneth. We are we are grateful that you are on, uh, great man of God. We thank you for coming on and listening by computer. Uh, and whatever you heard, I hope you take it. If you want to hear the whole taping, you can also go back to our page and re-listen to the taping after we we are off the air." you'll be able to hear it. And thank you again for coming on. I have another caller on the line.
2: Do you have any questions or do you have any comments for us tonight? No questions, no comments. Amen.
3: All okay. right. Well, I don't have
0: any either. I Amen. think I I just know now that I have been redeemed.
3: Amen.
0: I have been saved
1: Amen.
0: by my kinsman redeemer.
1: Amen. And I love
0: it. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it and he paid a price
1: Amen. for me. Amen.
0: And that is a, uh, that is a special price. He paid a price with his blood. And because he paid that price with his blood,
1: I owe it. I oh, I oh. thank amen. you. Amen, amen. I am grateful for your coming out tonight. Amen, we will not be doing what we do, amen, without your participation. And so we are very, very grateful. We encourage you to, amen, join us also, you know, at our other sessions, Thursday nights at 9 o'clock for the Family Forum, where yeah, we hash out family issues and try to offer solutions. Amen to our family problems, so that we can be we can be strong for God, Amen, and for God's purpose. And Monday and Wednesday mornings, Amen, uh, six o'clock, Amen. Where we will come talk about you know uh, morning manna, where we give a word and a prophecy, Amen. That is what that is all about. Sunday mornings, Amen. The hour power hour, Amen. Sunday morning. Amen.
0: It's the Power Hour at 6 a.m. We don't be on for a whole hour. We just call it the Power Hour because God sometimes gives us things to do, and uh, it might take 15 minutes. It might take five minutes. uh might take a half an hour. But we like to do it that time because we know a lot of people are getting up to get ready to go to their local churches, and we just like to give you a word of a cousin. Encouragement before you go and worship with you before you go to your local churches.
3: Okay. Uh,
0: I have uh, Reverend Kenneth. He has something quiet storm. Mm. He has quiet storm on talk show at mm. uh, 10 p.m. and tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on morning inspiration also here on talkshoot. Amen. So I want I wanna I wanna, you know, tell us to reach out to him and Amen. and give him, you know, some kudos and we wanna to listen to him Amen. as well. Because we have to remember this. We are the body of Christ. Christ. It's not just a local church. Yes. God called the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Amen. And when we come together, because here's the thing, we all see in part.
3: Yes. When
0: we get together, we will see the whole picture. Yes. And that's what God is calling. And I think he did that so we will fellowship with one another. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you so much for giving us, letting in on that, uh, Reverend. We are grateful. And by God's grace, we will be there at 10 o'clock. Amen. To enjoy your session. God bless you as you continue to carry out his work and vision. Amen. May he strengthen you.
2: Hallelujah.
1: We thank you so much once again. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for your word that has been spoken. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your word will be, will be embedded in our hearts and in our minds, that it will form the flood lines. Heavenly Father, for our decisions and our actions, Heavenly Father, we pray that you give us a very receptive heart for your word. Open our eyes of understanding, O oh God, Heavenly Father, as we listen to your word, Heavenly Father, let us, hallelujah, through your word, get to know you more and grow, Heavenly Father, And be transformed as you, we of Heavenly Father So that your name will be glorified We give you honor and glory tonight For those that came out to hear your word And spend this time, oh God We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will replenish this time Back to them, oh God And Heavenly Father, hallelujah, meet them at their point of need. And whatever the issues are Heavenly Father, we pray, oh God That you will mend them, oh God Hallelujah, in Jesus' name I pray Amen, amen Thank you all so much for coming From our
2: house to your house have a wonderful evening. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bless you. Plus